cheek. Oh my God, one of our last, and just like that recaps, Chic NYC, I'm Melissa Rich. Wow, what a ride it's been. Still have a couple more, but I'm already, you know, seeing the end. And while I am very excited for what what the team has coming for you here at Chic NYC, I will miss it. I'll be sad when it's done. Um, thank you for tuning in. I hope you've been enjoying it. I hope you've been having a lovely January, lovely 2022. Just checked and it is 12 outside, 12 degrees. The fuck do you do with that? Not go outside. Say that much. So if, if all goes according to plan, I will be in Guatemala one week from today. I say if all goes according to plan, just because it seems difficult to plan things right now. You know what I mean? COVID, no, 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 no. As my guest Holocaust surviving great-grandmother always says, we shall see. See you tomorrow. We shall see. It's fantastic. That is a survivor. So it should be great. I'm going with my friend Carolina, Carolina Teresa, you've heard on the pod, and her family's there. I think it'll be lovely. We're going to go to a spa. But we shall see. We shall see. Um, had a gorgeous night last night recording with my guest, David Odyssey. You know, sushi, Prosecco. I've been, you know, trying and failing to watch all of the uh, Scream movies as I don't watch horror movies. They terrify me. And we watched Scream 3 last night, which I think was like oddly the scariest one and by far the best one. Oh, my fucking God. I'll have to do an episode just on Scream 3 and Parker Posey. Um, I was absolutely thrilled. And then went to sleep in my apartment completely alone. So good for me. Good for me. Without further ado, I will get to our guest intro. So David Odyssey is not only a best friend, but a true... The person I look to for any kind of analysis and dissertation on a pop culture moment, a celebrity of sorts, he is the one. He's a complete genius because also he has, he's an astrologer. So he has on top of, you know, whatever we all know, he also knows everything they're prone to do based on the growth chart. And in his fabulous podcast, The Luminaries, he will, you know, delve in, deep dive into one celebrity's birth chart. It's fascinating. You should listen to that. He's just really, um, really a fun person to talk to. So I was like, when am I going to have him on? What episode? And it turned out to be the absolute perfect one. You'll hear why. So we had a really great time. Really great time talking. He also does the um, astrology column for Nylon Magazine if you want to read more. And he does an amazing job tying in, you know, different, um, you know, a Buffy to astrology. You know, so many fun, um, fun ways to make astrology like super accessible and pop culture related. So he's just a blast. We had such a great time. You can find him on Instagram at David Odyssey, maybe Twitter occasionally. Um, but it's so much fun to have him on the pod. So enjoy, relax. And I don't want to speak too soon, but I may, may, if you were in New York, have something cooking for the finale. 
So stay tuned for that. And thank you for listening. Have a fabulous week. It's authentic, baby. Yeah. Okay, look. Cheers, babe. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. It's about goddamn time. I've talked about you every episode. Oh, God. Yeah, it's. I do think you and I are... Um, phantom presences on each other's pods (laughs) and you're about to return to my podcast uh in about two weeks i can't wait but i I talk about you constantly on my podcast and i'm honored to know that i have some sort of a spectral 1000 ectoplasmic presence here exactly my friend david as your your mother would say my good friend pam cornfeld (laughs) michigan why do you want to be a jew my mom's friend pam Oh my god. Okay, I will say just to connect it right away, how Jewish are they making Harry this season? I got every tell line. You. <laughs> every line. An old Jewish man. I'm gonna get some nosh. <laughs> uh, I and I was like, yeah, in the tennis episode, I was like, I don't know, but this is what I'm gonna say. Uh-huh. I actually am more okay with that than some of the others. Like, I would rather them be like she has married an Upper East Side Jewish lawyer. Uh-huh. They have become these people right. rather than like New York is a utopia for all people. Oh, like, yes. Because oh, yes. that's, I'm like, you know what? I would rather them, I, I know how psycho this sounds and no one is more sensitive about anti-Semitic stuff than I am. But like, I would rather them like double down on Harry than try to introduce this like, utopian vision of what wealthy women on the Upper East Side can be like. Right. If that's okay to say. 100%. And I don't think it's anti-Semitic. I think it's just like hilarious writing that they're like, well, we got to make him say something Jewy. He hasn't said anything (laughs) in five minutes. These writers are Jewish women. These these writers are middle-aged Jewish Jewish women women. and like, let them be that. Exactly. At some point. Yes. And which we love, which I will say, this might color the episode for me. I was unaware of a podcast called And Just Like That Writer's Room until <laughs> they advertised it to me, on, I guess maybe on to HBO? everyone on HBO. Oh, and I was God. like, what? So I listened to it, mind-numbing, of course. Yeah, But it's literally gunpoint. Michael Patrick King and the the women. And yeah, it was very um, dry and bizarre is what I will say. So I'm sure I'll have some facts coming up about that. But I do want to ask you, you know, just to start things off. Hi mindset coming into the show like obviously you were on my previous podcast you are you know a a phd in sex and the city (laughs) knowledge 100 percent. and coming in i i found it funny because you were what several weeks behind because you were in tel aviv so i couldn't speak with you right away about it and so i was like desperately waiting that for you to come back. Weird. Yeah. Did you have, you had spoilers, right? So this is what I'll say. Yes, I was on Melissa's previous Sex in the City podcast. We talked about the Annabelle Bronstein episode. It was a great yes. honor for me. Um, and I was correct. I was in Tel Aviv when the first two episodes premiered. Um, as some of you may know, um, tel- in Israel, they they're very smart where there's two warring cable providers and one got the rights. <laughs> the one that Gal Gadot does promotion for, uh, yes, the got the rights got to Sex and the City. And the other one, which is called Hot, did not. <laughs> we are a hot family, so I couldn't watch it. And I got a text from Ruby saying, 
you know, did you see it? And I said, no, it's not here. And she said, the whole world changed overnight. <laughs> and Melissa kept texting me like, I-, I don't even know what to say. You might be lucky, like you're spared yeah. because you're not a part of like this whole explosion that's happening. And then I did come back and I caught up and I've now been watching weekly. You know, Melissa and I had many moments uh, including last year we were at lunch at the Odeon with George mm-hmm. Severus and we had these moments of knowing that we're at the end of a cycle and that yeah. the whole world is returning back to Sex in the City and New York is returning back to that sort of Sex in the City mainstream, these are iconic locations, this is yeah. New York, this is a new filming location. You know, Brooklyn is over, we're back. So I have... As someone, you know, as a Jew being marched into the chambers, I've kind of accepted my fate a little bit. And I'm just kind of aware that, like, this is the new world order one way or another. Right. So I would say, like, I was not thrilled uh, or, like, super, like, oh, my God, this is going to be incredible. Right. But I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Of course. Yeah. We can't not watch. Right. It's too late. And it's so funny how, like... They're picking up on, like, a few idiosyncrasies, but they're, like, not grasping it. Like, what we were talking about at lunch that day, we're like, oh, everything's going to, you know, be blown up, whatever. And it's like, no, they're missing key key aspects. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's I do agree the world changed overnight. And just, like, it being paired with, like, COVID exploding at the same moment, it was, like, truly, like, what witchcraft are these women involved with? Yeah. It was hilarious. And, um... So glad to have you on board. Thank you. (laughs) What I've been getting texts about this week has been the opening scene where it's like, how much time passed in this window? (laughs) And it's like, great question. Yeah. And on the podcast, they did say three months. Exactly. Is that apparent? Sure. There's leaves, there's rain, there's snow, and then a Carly Simon song about spring. Fine. But it's like, did she write this entire grief book in three months? Did she? You know what I mean? Not that we needed to make sense. I'm not saying we have to make it make no, sense. No, but also if... Okay. What I was hoping that that thing would do would say, okay, um, you know, Carrie's moved on a little. The grief isn't so immediate, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you need that to move a story forward. You, you can't do real grief because real grief takes a long time. A Right? Minimum. According yeah. to Jewish tradition, 11 months, uh, baby. 11 months of um, doing nothing. Exactly. But they obviously needed to move Carrie forward, but then she was as insufferable as ever. And I loved when Mario Cantone was like, all right, you're getting one more of those. Like, yes. Because yes. it was like, girl, we get it, but like, we need you to get with it, like, move on already. And, and so that was kind of contradictory to me. Yeah. I was thrilled to see her writing because, frankly... <laughs> We've not had that. She hasn't done anything all season. I was, it's like, get a job. Do something. <laughs> I, know. I know. You're not even narrating for us. She does nothing. She just... She's just, like, a multimillionaire who's, like, doing real estate transactions. I know. Like, so I was glad that she's doing anything. Yeah. It is very bizarre. We've talked about this. Where she's a rich lady now. 
It's crazy. It's really weird to see. It's less accessible, less kind of fun in a sense to like watch someone make like somewhat finance, like responsible financial I know. decisions. Interesting. The Gautier runway look, which I really only know. I knew when she mm-hmm. sat down with the book lady and I saw the tie in the vest. I was like, this has to be something specific. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> thank God for every outfit because they clocked it. <laughs> Is she pulling it off? I don't know. I thought that was a really, really big swing. Well, but this is, again, the issue. You know, what is the point of view? The, the character that I think is actually the, the best of, the, of this season is Charlotte, because they've said with Charlotte, she is a rich yes. Jewish housewife yes. on the Upper East Side. If I were a costume designer, I could go to town. Mm-hmm. They can play with it. They can satirize it. I don't know that Carrie... And, you know, the show is so much about them representing, like, quote-unquote, real women of their generation, or it used to be. Who is Carrie? Who does she represent? And when you're dressing Carrie, I don't know who she is anymore. Mm-hmm. Is she the romantic who moved to the city and has this, you know... Uh, if you were working... If you're Patricia Field working on the original series, you can say, all right... Carrie is the romantic. We're putting yeah. her in Prada, you know? Yeah. I don't know what you do with her now because I don't think that woman exists. A widow who is still so fashion forward, taking these risks, not, like, to your point, not working, not going... I get that. I just don't know who is Carrie Bradshaw, Well, and you know? they're dressing her so bohemian, and I <laughs> guess, like, that is, like, okay, fair, that... But there's been some, like, borderline art teacher looks where it's, like... Yeah, it's bizarre. She, we're trying to make her some sort of artist um, that is not tracking in the narrative. Good point. Like, I think she yeah. looks great. I think the hair has never looked better, but, I yeah, agree. The... Listen, Seema, who I really enjoy, she has a pretty clear arc, which is, like, she's a single woman, she's a businesswoman, uh, she comes from a religious... Uh, upbringing, you know, she has this very like armored, lots of gold costuming. There's yeah. like the character's clear, the costuming is clear. Yeah, Carrie, it's like, and then Miranda, you're like, okay, she's just like politically correct, like hag. <laughs> Great, we can work with that. Put her in a wig. Put her in that fucking helmet. <laughs> but Carrie, I just think they're having an identity crisis about who. And is I Carrie well, Bradshaw. then you know what I wish. Be honest about it. Mm, you know what I mean? I like, would love that. Have her. Let's get some fashion misses and like have the girls confront her about that. Like I get they're I trying, they're trying to like steer away from like oh we're just girls talking about clothes or whatever. But I would love to see Carrie in sweatpants for two weeks or something. You know, just like lose it entirely and then find herself or something. And in that point, explain to us who she is. Or to me, if they had Carrie, I mean, she does look like this. You know when there's paparazzi photos of Parker Posey on the street mm-hmm. on her mm-hmm. phone and you're like, you're a, no one, like, no one the idea knows. of that 90s girl who's now older and is still bohemian but mm-hmm. is, like, all over the place and a mess, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, like, lean into that and I'm, they're, like, kind of there but they're not because Carrie has become too big to fail at this point. It's, like... You can't, she's not a character. That's, I'm just, I'm struggling with her. And I usually love Carrie. I'm usually, I don't find her, a lot of people hate her. I usually love her, but I just don't know who she is. I'm glad she's dating, I guess. 
Yeah, and, like, the dating scene was interesting. I mean, as fate would have it, I asked David to do the podcast. The following week, I watched the episode. Where do they go on the date? But, oh, Cheval, where David and I had a very classic dinner last summer. One of the best meals of my life. It was fantastic. Um, Melissa got us... (laughs) Melissa got us lamb chops. We had a friends and family discount. We had lamb chops. We we had the wedge salad. Hello. Hello. Oysters. Or no, mussels. Mussels. Bone marrow. Bone marrow. Frank was wearing his absolutely fabulous shirt. I was primed to burst. That was one of the best meals I ever had. It was fabulous. Yeah. It was amazing. Fed the ancestors. And where do we take pictures with 15 cigarettes in my mouth outside in that alley? That's right. And that is, okay, so unfortunately, <laughs> like, the podcast that I listened to, as boring as it was, gave me, like, a lot of great information. They chose that area because it is so far downtown. It's on Broadway, yeah. like, border Soho, Tribeca, whatever. Which I was just like, move her to fucking Tribeca. Make things <coughs> interesting. Yeah, like, like Kathleen Turner. Yeah, yeah d- because that is what happens to that woman. They're like, downtown? I don't know where to go I downtown. Agree. And they go to Tribeca because it's the most boring place on town. I have a lot to say, but yeah. And... They choose it for the bar scene because of the alley and because of the paparazzi, which, of course, <laughs> this is the episode that I did do background work in. And let me tell Iconic. you, the only fun I had all day was fucking around with the paparazzi. They are relentless and they are following these women everywhere wow. that they are filming. And then because of that, the tourists come. So there's a whole no. wall of tourists, phones out, like across the street whatever it's a huge mess so they couldn't let this barf scene get out so they were like where can we find an alley oh that's genius it is genius yeah it is genius and they told the story about let me do advertising for their podcast on my podcast so they (laughs) were like okay we got to get like a bar like a special effects like tube that comes you know it's taped to the side of their mouth like make them bark sarah jessica parker fucking pro is like you know what this isn't working this isn't working she takes the barf substance whatever it was Puts it in her mouth. She's like, roll. Does it. Fuck. I know. God love an Aries. Sometimes they just They just done. fucking go for it. Yeah. And then they were like shocked because I guess, I gotta rewatch it, but there's like two barfs that she does. And they were like, she held like <laughs> a reservoir of like extra barf. God love her. That is a pro. That is a pro. Yeah, you gotta give it to her. You gotta give it yeah, to her. Yeah, no, I, I, I was, uh, I'm... You know, I'm just glad they're, like, doing anything with her. I know. But, yes, it was lovely to see Ocheval, and, you know, it was historic seeing you and your, your Telfar the, Well, don't blink. Don't blink and you'll miss it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I was like, I have to be a part of it. Um, yeah, I'm glad the, the Telfar's in it. Um, love to Telfar himself. Um, <laughs> love you forever. We'll do anything for you. Die for you. Um, tell me how you feel about the Tribeca scenario. Well, as you know, I was briefly the personal assistant for the Gyllenhaal's mother. Of course. Who has a loft in Tribeca. Mm -hmm. When I interviewed Kathleen Turner for Time Out, she had purchased herself a loft in Tribeca. (laughs) It's very, like, it is so funny to me of like because tribeca is dead like tribeca is dead a made up looks again a made up area it's gibberish um when you walk through there's no life on those streets Mm -hmm. like obviously hello we do love the roxy hotel and cinema but there's nothing going there's especially if paul's isn't open exactly but it's very like you are right carrie would live there of like it is very much like that kind of woman being like oh this is hip 
Yes. When there's no human and beings And I'm kind of like, show us the town. I like, know. give us something. Well, it's also, uh, that to me was a little bit like, oh, how the mighty have fallen of like, really? We're going to Charlotte's school fundraiser? Yeah. Like, do you remember when these people used to go to like cool things? I know. You know? I know. And like, to me, that is truly what's missing is like, any shred of nightlife i know any shred or any shred of fun like give us one it's like i understand their sex is not in the title they're not gonna give us like you know classic show whatever but there is very little easy breezy let's get drunk fun i know and like i agree even Seema's not really filling that role like i'm kind of surprised that like she and carrie like that was the first time we saw carrie drunk was on the stage yeah, I, I would love, you know, even if they brought back Candace Bergen and were like, Ugh, Carrie yeah. got dragged to a Vogue event, like totally, something. Totally. Like, I'm not. A fabulous party. Yeah, it, it just, it, it does feel like it's, it's, it's bizarre. In that yeah. Way. And I feel like this episode was Charlotte heavy. The tennis scenes were years long. <laughs> I can't believe we watched that much tennis. Um, one of the writers was obsessed with it and like wanted to position it in this Charlotte way where it's like tennis and on the court is where she can really like let it go and so she doesn't weird. have to apologize and she can be whatever. And so I'm like, weird. the fuck? Like she doesn't need that. Like I was watching with our friend Layla. I was watching an episode from season one when she, the one where she like fucks the Hasidic Jew and she's mm. like working in her art gallery and it was yeah. like, yeah, Okay. Yeah. But that is also true. I, okay, this is my issue with the, sh- the Charlotte stuff. I think Kristen Davis is doing great work. And I I liked that they introduced the plot with her uh, non-binary child. Mm-hmm. But then they give no time to it. And I actually yeah. do think that is an interesting story for a woman in that age and socioeconomic class to be yeah. like reckoning with. But the show is doing this thing where Charlotte, every story Charlotte has, they do a mirror story with the, what's her name, LFW? Yeah. And to do this thing about like, oh, look, we're all the same, which I think serves no character. And then no one gets like a real developed story because they keep doing these plots of like, Wow, this white woman and this black woman, their marriages are so similar. They're just like that. And yeah. it's not like it would be you need to think about this generation of women and what they're and and the socioeconomic class we're talking about mm-hmm. and what are their issues and they keep spreading it too thin. Like you're not able to actually deal with anyone's problems because they're introducing all these characters and they're trying so hard to link it all up. You right. Know? And it's this, like one thing's introduced, huge leap. We don't hear about it for two weeks. Yes. It's like, I would yes, love absolutely. to see Charlotte truly come to terms and like research or do whatever. Even right. if that's like painful to watch. Also, I think productive and helpful for the people watching the show. Right. Exactly. In that age group. Right. So. I don't know. I think the I'm uncomfortable with any two heterosexual couples hanging out together. I don't like to see it. I don't like to be a part of it. That is a famous truth for you. I you hate have it. Said that many it makes times. me very. It makes me feel weird. And to to watch like and like fighting couples, catching everyone fighting. I, I was know. just like, this is a true nightmare for me personally. I get it that it's like relatable and funny and. But the sense, LWF but like, character like doesn't actually have her own life. She's just a mirror to Charlotte. Right. 
and I they're doing a good job with like the professor character, but it yeah. is very much like as Larry said, everyone gets their POC friend like a fucking yeah, handbag. And it's like they're making the effort, but like is it really coming to a full fruition? I just think like I don't know. You can't fit this many characters into 30 minutes. And you can't fit in this many points of view. Mm -hmm. And I just think, like, they needed to say the show in the 90s was about a certain kind of woman of a certain kind of age and a certain kind of socioeconomic class. We're going to stay true to that. And then create another show about another kind of woman in this moment. Mm -hmm. Because... This is a really interesting woman moment to be a woman in New York, but maybe not those women. Right. And maybe I just think like it's you know, the new scream was all about this, about like how do you start something new and like bring in the characters from the past? Mm-hmm. And I just think like it's very complicated, but I I don't I don't know what's being gained. I don't. Right. And, like, obviously, these are the girls we want to see. And there's actually the main girl we want to see is not there. So it's, like, that's tough. It's almost very new Gossip Girl to me. And that, like, it's, like, okay, an entire show about class, but we're not going to talk about class. Or, like, something like that. Like, it's, like, okay, show us. Give us anything. Carrie is assigned to write something about, you know, something downtown. Exactly. Something in Bushwick. Something, you know what I mean? It's just, like. It's like they want to show, like, we're older and, like, not cool or informed about things, but then, like, are actually not showing the things that juxtapose that. And, like, I actually thought it was really interesting when Miranda sees Che Diaz Mm -hmm. talking to those two, like, middle-aged women who are obsessed with her. I love that, yeah. And I was like, this actually would be interesting to me. And on a traditional episode of Sex and the City... Miranda would have noticed that, like... I'm one of many people Exactly. And why are all these 50-something straight women obsessed with this kind of a person? Uh But they're, like, they missed that. Like, they didn't even catch what they were doing with that. And then they didn't follow that thread. Totally. Which is a shame. Yeah. I hope they do. I know. Me too. I mean, I'm glad Miranda gets fucked. That I didn't know if we were going to fully get that. I thought they might just bail on it. Like, (laughs) you're not. I'm like, I wanted that for her. Yeah, yeah. I wanted the full experience for her. I'm glad. No, I I agree with you. And I I do like that they're basically like, yes, Steve, like, she had the happy ending, but this is what happens. Like, Steve has become my Uncle Jerry. And like, that is just the reality of things. I know. I know. And that I do, I respect that. that. goddamn farmer's market. Oof, bleak. Brutal. Yeah, really bleak. And I'm like, another, I feel like they were just like, let's show everyone's like couple dynamics in this episode, which like fine. And like, I don't know, part of me doesn't buy this whole professor hot marriage thing. I know. I just think, I like, first of all, she is so gorgeous. I know. I'm literally like. And so is the husband. Yeah, so hot. And I'm like. I wish she had her own show with her own supporting cast and her own writer's room. Exactly. Like, I, I just... Yeah. It's like, you can't win in this situation, which isn't fully their fault. It's like the culture we're in right now, but it's like this... I, I just think it's selling everyone a little short. That's a perfect way to put it. It's like we're not getting enough depth in any of these 
storylines. Yeah. Because there's yeah. A through G plots exactly. going on. Um, What was I going to ask you? I feel <laughs> completely... Um, I don't know about the guy. Well, they keep hinting that Carrie's like the sound guy in Carrie's podcast. They keep showing him he's smoking hot. Yeah. And it's like, okay, she's obviously getting with him. Like, can we just That's get a there good already? point. That's yeah, a good point. Yeah, he keeps every time Carrie's on her, which don't, don't get me started about this podcast, but every time she's on the podcast and she makes like a stupid joke, they You're show right. like You're the right. hot like, salt and pepper sound guy with his perfect body is like laughing, laughing, laughing. So, I love that she can't talk about sex. I know. So yeah, fucking crude. Yeah. After I really just accepted it as a serious XM radio show, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. now we can like understand why it is appalling to listen to. <laughs> that is true. It is serious XM. Well, and like, I kind of can't believe I didn't see it that way before. I mean, I guess because I kept calling it a podcast, but they're literally like walking out to like Radio City. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, duh. But right. even on serious, I don't think they stoop that low it's yeah it's it's really brutal bizarre i don't know how they can even i hope that they don't revisit it i feel like they're embarrassed every time now too we shall see yeah it's it's just it's weird but anyway she's gonna get with him but fascinating they did bring in this other salt and pepper man and i'm like is he just like is carrie still carrie Mm. relationship wise after the whole big saga is she still attracted to unavailable men is she still like gonna be crazy like are we still gonna see these patterns right i hope yes i love that i because to me i was like okay well this guy's obviously too nice for her too sweet for her especially after a big gesture of saving her from this humiliating auction scene the whole auction scene yeah the fact that they were there the whole microphone public fighting thing like don't do (laughs) any of this just don't do any of this i know i felt and like look who we got to perform jay Jay diaz Diaz. like no i know poor miranda yeah nervous system's probably still recovering (laughs) i think like in classic carrie also he kind of like looked like burger vibes he to did me. have burger vibes yeah um which like fine like of course not gonna end up with the first can one. i just say something please this is so off topic but um the new flash movie with ezra miller jeffrey dean morton wait i think jeffrey no no, no. billy crudup okay. originally plays the flash's father okay billy crudup one of the hottest men who's ever lived mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. he can't do it because of scheduling conflicts so they brought in as his replacement Ron Livingston, and no, I was like, "No, not Ron Under Livingston. Under no circumstances, never Ron no, Livingston. He's he's evil. Like he's evil, and the fact that he's like married to Rosemary Dewitt, I'm like, how did that so... happen? How did that happen? Those sorts of like again, like a Maggie Gyllenhaal, Peter Sarsgaard, where you're like, oh, what? totally. <laughs> how the fuck did that happen? Well, and I always wonder with those two, did they meet on Sex and the City? Because was Rosemary DeWitt Rosemary on it? DeWitt was on it as a lawyer in Morant. 
Was it a lawyer? Whoa. She's in yes. you know, Miranda's She's law the one who, who, when Miranda, after Miranda has the baby. Exactly. Fuck. And I think that that is Burger Era, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. You're right. I think it I have is. to look at the Fuck. timelines. But I'm like, did they? I'm sure they met many times, but. Well, Rosemary DeWitt has secretly been on every highbrow everything. TV show ever made. Literally it's everything. It's very. Mad Men. Mad Men, United States of Terror. Like, oh my God. That's yeah. one of my favorite roles for her. I agree. <sighs> I agree. Charmy. Yeah. Charmy. But also, it's like, what happens when Rosemary DeWitt and Mary Louise Parker are in a room together? Oh, my God. Is that just like a The laws of physics would never allow it. (laughs) They would never allow that to happen. But actually, wait, let's talk about Mary Louise Parker. Weeds. Mm Mm-hmm. That is a character where I'm like, I don't want a reboot of Weeds, but I do think there is this sense that that character, we could kind of pick up where she left off of like, what happens to this woman as she gets older? Mm -hmm. And with Carrie, I'm like... Give us some, give us some conflict or something that she's rate, like she needs, she needs a fight. She needs something, you know? I agree. There's, and like, or if it's not going to be grief, like what comes next? There needs to be some kind of struggle. Or as I just keep saying, there needs to be some kind of fun. Like turn to chaos, turn to pure chaos. And that's where I miss as we were discussing today, the Lexi Featherston of it all. Thank you. Where does that woman end up? Okay, she doesn't fall out the window. That, maybe that could have saved the whole thing. Samantha might have stuck around if there was someone fucking cool to hang out with. You know what I mean? Or like any sort of like, you have to know someone who owns a club or something. Or like some yeah, sort of I like agree. the storylines. It could be the easiest thing in the world to just like give them a little bit of spice, chaos, something. And, you know, okay. We know um, Amanda Duarte, who is a mm-hmm. New York uh, writer, performer, That's storyteller. That's a really interesting... Right. Yeah. Amanda's amazing, and I've had a lot of conversations with Amanda about dating after her divorce and dating in her 40s, and she has all these really interesting insights, which are like, if you meet a guy of a certain age and he's not divorced, you know something's wrong with him, because <laughs> why hasn't, you know? And... She has all these horror stories about what it's like putting yourself out there. And I'm like, either just give Seema her own dating show because she's yeah. like in it. And Seema, there's an inter- there's stuff there. that We have Seema's family. We have her, her upbringing. We have her wanting to date. We have right. her age. With Carrie, it's and it like... it started very like, you know, they have that uncomfortable moment of Carrie yes. completely fucking it up. So that already is a richer friendship than we've seen with like, I agree. any of these other ones. Carrie Continue. doesn't have any friction, though. There's n- nothing... Totally. Y- Even when she was like... Yeah, when she she was like, "Oh, I have no intention of dating or having sex again." I was like, "So why am I watching this show?" Like, totally. Where's that, the hope? Yes. Where's where's give me something? Yes, and we do need. I think without Samantha, there is just that lack of. You know, you Sorry, need the Samantha. the Samantha. You need the Jemima Kirk. You need the you need the chaos. One hundred percent. That was a particularly depressing epi- like conversation. Like I was when I was on set, I was spying in the restaurant. <laughs> I knew that they were you know not acting at all. Spying. I knew she was going to go on a date. I was like, okay. And then they kept walking past. I was like, Miranda saying like, sex, sex, sex. And I'm like, okay, cool. There's going to be some yeah. sort of fucking going on. Absolutely not. Yeah. So I guess it, also my expectations were like, you know, different than it is. But whatever. As they said, sex is not in the title of the show. Yeah, they can, you know, and they can get there. But I'm like, 
get there. Get there, bitch. <laughs> what, two episodes left? Three episodes left. Okay. I'm going to miss it. And the, But I assume, how many seasons is this going to go? Well, I seem to be the only one who read this, and I've been meaning to Google it before I actively say it on here. Let me look it up really quick. I thought that they were saying it wasn't going to happen. No way. It's too lucrative. There's no way they would just bring it back for one season. Let me see. I mean, yeah, of course. There's no... Okay, and just like that, season two canceled. It comes up right away, but... Mm. No, there's a lot of episodes that say possible, blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. It's too lucrative. There's just... I I agree. They can't I would definitely see them being like... Chris Noth has been canceled. Willie Garson's dead. That's what dead. it was. Kim Cattrall's gone. You know, we're dropping like flies here. But besides that. Okay, the that, publications saying that. Which publications? Are not okay. credible. Yeah. I saw it on Daily Mail, I remember, but maybe okay. they've taken that down. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daily Mail says it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, okay, good. Then I'm glad to. They maybe can't not help good, themselves. but they yeah, can't help themselves. Yeah, maybe not good. They're, if there's money to be made, obviously it's an American show. It's going to happen. Um, what I liked about the new Scream, which I saw last night, is that they clearly are like, we know they want more Scream movies. Right. We know we have to get the franchise going. How do we do this? And they like really deal with that. Because what, a, like a, an extreme, like a gap in our everything. Right. Like. There is nothing like them. The horror movies that have come out do not even I come know. close to any to, and even right. satire. There's no good satire I agree. Out right now. It's and just like, I just but I what boxes. I liked with the Scream movie is that they really deal with it head on of like, all right, how do we get this machine up and running again? Mm-hmm. And at, with Sex in the City, it's like we know they're going to keep bringing it back. Of course. They have to. Maybe they could do like 3 seasons kind of like when Abfab comes back where they're yeah. like we're just going to do <laughs> like the We're three 2000 you. seasons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So good. It's so good. Yeah. Well, I wish we could compare it in any way to Abfab. Well, that's, but... and that's the thing. Abfab, I mean, Abfab, they can always just pick up where they left off because Abfab, they're like, they're delusional. Come on in. You know who they And Sex are, in the yes. City needs to decide, like, is Carrie the hero? Is she delusional? But what is she? Well, my hope would be for a second season that they're like, okay, we corrected all the mistakes. We're not backtracking anymore. Like, there's no, um, you know, we have nothing to prove in this yeah. whatever politically correct world. We yeah. can actually go off. But Me too. We shall see. Well, yeah. any final thoughts? Um, what do you think is coming? I love the prediction of the... I was like, Miranda's going to fuck her professor. But, like, no one has agreed with that at all. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I know, me too. The, I just think, yeah, the Che thing on another season would have been done in one episode. Like, I hate saying I know. that. But it's but just... But, like, yeah. they are, like, good for Miranda. Like, yes, I'm excited to see this Steve conversation. Yeah. I think that... I don't know. I think that Miranda and them, like, it creates some sort of, like, No, I agree. They're, like, you know what? I I think you're right. And, like, they're at least going for it, which I can't say they're doing that with any of Carrie's storylines. So I will will accept it. Yeah. It was a fun episode. It was a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very, like, you know, when you're watching Drag Race All-Stars and you're like, all right, this isn't UK season exactly. two, but, like, all right, I'm watching. Have you watched 
Do no, I haven't. Me either. I just, I know. I listen. <sighs> Who has the time? Thank you. I, there's is only Ruth so much. gonna pay me? Who's gonna pay me? It's also really weird that HBO is airing Euphoria and Sex in the City at the same time. I know. That's a. I haven't watched Euphoria yet. It's great, but it's like wow, we are in vastly two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy. Well. This was a pure dream. Thank you. Um, I love being here. And everyone, please listen to my podcast, The Luminaries, because we have a very special Melissa Rich episode coming up that I'm really excited about. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be great. I cannot wait. It's going to be gorgeous. Ugh. Well, I love you so much. I love you too. Thanks for having me. Just like that. Just like that.